Welcome back to Gems with Genesis Amaris Camp. With me today is Rick Ornelas. He is a man on a mission, a servant, a servant of God's own heart, and etc. But before I jump into more, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Rick. Rick Ornelas wasn't always interested in helping others create impact on a global scale, despite being pushed repeatedly in that direction by a near-death experience, family tragedies, and debts. It wasn't until the ever-worsening times of 2020, when he was laid off, isolated, and desperate, that he finally got the wake-up call. His awakening came in the form of divine inspiration and all inspiring spiritual connection when he least expected it. He went from isolated and hopeless to writing a best-selling book in under three months while envisioning and creating an incredible future. This fulfilled the dream he had been ignoring for years to build a community of amazing souls, to spread positivity, hope, and love while creating a ripple effect throughout the world. And that's just a glimpse of Rick's story. So without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Rick so he can tell you more of who he is. And this segment is entitled 12 Hours of Heaven. Going on a spiritual journey, Rick Rick. Well, good morning, uh, Genesis. Thank you for having me on your show. It's a pleasure to be here. And I'm looking forward to a really awesome conversation. My pleasure. So Rick, that was just a glimpse of your bio, but there's more to Rick than just a bio. So indulge us in your background experience and how you got to where you are now. Well, that's such a big question. That's such a big question. But I'd say the, the, the biggest descriptive words uh, that I use for myself is that I'm a man of, of family, of faith, and of love. And family, because that's how I was raised. Um, I'm the youngest of five, four older sisters, um, very strong spiritual family. Um, my parents were, were uh, very loving and in different ways, but, um, but we grew up with family was first and faith. Um, you know, those were, those were very important. And so that's, that's become a very important part of my life. And I have three daughters myself. My wife, uh, Tanya, and I have been married for 25 years this year. So family's super, super important. Um, and, and right alongside that is, is faith, because that's what, what um, keeps our family together. And, and that's what keeps us going on a daily basis. And the, uh, I'd say the, the family journey or the family um, Family being so important and being instilled in me from an early age um, and faith, you know, they were both instilled so, so early, but faith, it's really a journey that I've been on, you know, my whole 50 years on this planet is that that's really grown and grown and developed over the years. And, um, and it's in a really an excellent place, excellent place right now. But, but as the other, the other things that you could, uh, understand about me is I'm a coach in different facets. So I've, um, I coach CrossFit as a hobby and, and coach athletes. I have done that for, she's over 10 years. Um, I also am a business and professional coach. So I've had my own, um, business coaching business since 2015. And then I've started doing more uh, professional coaching in the past couple of years. Um, but 
that's it's really an important part of my life is to helping others to be the best version of themselves to help them you know to level up their life and, and get to where they want to be that's a, that's another really important part of uh, for me and that's that's how where the love comes in is you know loving others and serving them and, and helping them to be to be better I love that. And I love the fact that you said you're in a good place right now with your faith and you grew up in a family where your family was uh, very driven by faith, spiritual and et cetera. And I think by growing up in that type of environment, you know what seeds are planted. So even if you, you know, waver or depart, it's still very much rooted inside of you. So you know where the foundation is and how to get back there, even though, you know, life can take us on a hell of a ride. Like I like to think of life as a roller coaster because there's always ups and downs, zigzags, ins and outs, loops, and all of those things. But then as long as you are rooted and you know where your core values are, um, what your characteristics are, and not just who you are, but whose you are, it helps you bring that stuff back in remembrance and get back on track. Yeah, I, I agree completely. And it's interesting you use the words roller coaster, Genesis, because just last week, I was speaking with a close friend who was going through a tough time, and he was saying, you know, all oh, the ups and downs of life and, and everything, and, and it would, you know, it's like a roller coaster, and I was like, yeah, it is, because there's, there's, yes, you have those ups and you have those downs, but you know that when you're in a low part, you know that that probably means a high part is right around the corner or, you know, is coming up next, and, and I told him that if it wasn't like that, if it was you know, flat, then it'd be boring. I mean, it, what you'd never learn anything, you'd never grow, you'd never change. And it'd be like, um, you know, I remember when I was, when my kids were younger and we'd go to the fair or we'd be at an amusement park and we'd go ride like the kids' roller coasters. And they just kind of went like, just barely, they didn't really go up and down. It's kind of went in a circle and it was flat. And, you know, for the kids, they don't know any different, but for the adult that's sitting there with your child, you're like, yay, this is, this is, you know, this is, I'm just here for them. You know, I'm not, you're there for their enjoyment, right? And you see, you're not there for yourself. Um, but imagine if, if our lives were just monotonous all the time and, and just, there was no, no variety that it would, it wouldn't be, you know, too exciting of a life. <laughs> Yes. And it's so important that we address the low po points because it's sometimes in those low points that it really helps teach us and nurture us. And it also reminds us to remain steadfast and to not allow ourselves to really waver. But sometimes, you know, people, whenever they get in those low parts, they feel like, oh, what's next? Like, is he, is God really real? Does he love me? Why am I going through this? And we have all those questions and those doubts and limiting beliefs. And I feel like it's a trick of the enemy, but that's why it's called breakthrough. It breaks you, but you still make it through. So during that breaking, it's like you're going through the pruning process. You're going through the refinement and you're, and you're getting strengthened. The old things that aren't, that aren't for you are being stripped away and the new things are being added. So think about it this way. If you have an empty cup, you can't pour from an empty cup. So you want to be stripped and you want to be full. So that way, not only are you full mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, but now you could take what you have and pour it into others. And that's where you see the overflow. Yeah. And I, it's interesting you share that because also uh, in our, our small group Bible study, we just started 
um, reviewing a book, uh, Battlefield of the Mind. And it talks about, and, and yeah, it looks like you're familiar with the book. By but, Joyce Meyer? Yes, yes, by Joyce Meyer, yeah, Battlefield of the Mind. And we just started, so I'm just, just a couple chapters in, but I think you're right on track with, you know, so much of it is is up in here in our heads and, and we're battling that and and um, thinking that, you know, we have fears or doubts or and, and limitations that we're placing on ourselves and it doesn't allow us to pour from that cup and to, to share with others and to, to fill our cup as well and to, to grow. And when we can remove those, that's where we can really flourish and have an overflowing cup and share with others and, and empower them and, and help them to grow. And that's where I feel right now. That's why earlier when we were, you know, before we started the show where we were saying, you know, I feel I'm in a really good place, you know, with faith and spiritually and everything is because I feel like the, the cup is, is overflowing and I have a lot to offer, uh, if you will. So let's dive a little bit deeper there, um, Rick. And since you feel like you're in the season where you're overflowing, your cup is full and you're just on a high note. So what did it look like for you this morning when you woke up? Did you hear a song in your head? Did you hear a specific melody? How was God speaking to you in the morning and this present moment? Well, every morning, Genesis, I, I wake up and read a passage of the day. So I read, I have a the devotional and then I'll go on the Bible app and I'll read the passage of the day. And, and, and sometimes they're really in sync, you know, the one in, in the devotional book and the one that's on the Bible app, sometimes they're totally different. And sometimes they're very in sync. And this morning they were in very in sync. And both of them were talking about um, doing God's will and, and letting, um, you know, serving him and, and that he will through you, um, I'm trying to remember the exact passage. One was from Philippians, but it was that um, by uh, just allowing God's will to be done through you, right? Allowing you to serve God and and serve others, and and that He'll He'll essentially help you to have that overflowing cup, right? And and that's where I mean, I don't believe really in in these kinds of coincidences. I think. You know, these things happen on your path for a reason and they kind of you can connect the dots going backwards and look at them and say, oh, yeah, I read that because then it fit with the podcast and, and what Genesis and, I, Genesis and I were discussing. And so we had a great conversation around that because I happened to read it this morning. So I think it all goes hand in hand. But but where he was speaking to me is that I think I get these little reminders from time to time when I'm working on on changing the world, you know, one small amount at a time, and I'm working on helping others to grow. And sometimes it gets challenging. Sometimes you have long days. And yesterday I had a very long day. I mean, 12 hours, very full of of lots of things that I was working on. And that to remember to, you know, pause and, and be thankful and grateful that, hey, I'm doing, I'm doing what God wants me to do. And I'm going to keep plugging away and keep doing that no matter how long it takes, no matter if the days are long, or no matter if I finish what I need to on that day, I'm just going to keep keep working on it. I like that. And as you were sharing and you were talking, you don't really believe in like coincidence is what came up in my mind was confirmation, divine interventions, and divine connections. Because sometimes when we see things not just once, not just twice, it's like a confirmation that that God is reaffirming 
that we're on the right path and what's what he wants us to do in that present moment in that chapter or season of our life because sometimes it's almost like there's like a funny joke that I heard um and I think it was pastor Joel Osteen that said it it was like hey the guy wanted to be saved and he's like I sent you a lifeboat I sent you a firefighter I sent you all these things you missed the three signs and now you want to be saved but you miss all three signs and I've heard the jokes said by other pastors several different times, but the one that stuck with me the most was the way Joel said it, because he said it in a joking format, his old joke. And I was like, oh, it really resonates. It was funny, but it stuck with me because I love um, comedies and humors and all of that stuff. So I'm glad that you explained it that way, because sometimes we don't know what God is doing because he's working in the supernatural and we're working in the natural. And sometimes our natural eyes cannot see past um, where he wants us to go, because if he reveals it to us all at once, we may be scared that we turn back around and retreat. So if you think about, remember Jonah, when God told him to go to Nineveh, and he was disobedient. So God allowed the whale to swallow up Jonah, until Jonah was in the place in his mind where he was going to be obedient to the word of God, then God spit him out of the belly of the whale. And then he went to do God's work. So if you think about it that way from a biblical perspective and you think about us being human beings where we're battling our flesh daily, we're battling, you know, the world, we're battling all these society, societal pressures and norms and et cetera. But then we have God over here speaking into our air gate telling us, I want you to do this and he wants you to move now because when he says something, he wants to see, are we going to be obedient to act on what he's saying or are we going to be disobedient? Because if we're disobedient, then we're going to have that that Jericho situation where he's going to send us around the mountain. And I'm like, God, like I'm tired of going around this freaking mountain. How many times? But he had him go around seven times until the wall of Jericho came down. So it's like we could either be obedient or we could be disobedient, face the consequences until we get it right. And he picks us up and puts us back where he wants us to be. Yeah. And, and I've, I know I've faced that disobedience a lot in my life where, you know, not by choice, not by, you know, like you're an impotent little child, like, oh, I'm going to be disobedient and I'm going to throw a tantrum or anything like that. But, but where you just, you're not open where you're not open or you don't see it. And, and like for, for me, I know I went, I went on a journey for, for 20 years of, of growth uh, before, like before I wrote my book and shared that story that, he had given me 20 years earlier and I didn't do anything with it because I, I wasn't ready. I, I, or at least I didn't think I was ready or, or maybe my faith wasn't where it needed to be, but I needed to grow. I needed to go around probably 700 times instead of seven times for me. I, I needed to, to keep learning and, and, and um, growing and almost like, you know, God's chiseling away, you know, like making a statue of me and chiseling and chiseling and chiseling. I'm like, oh, you're not ready yet. You know, you're not ready yet. Like, I'm just going to keep chiseling until, okay, now you're ready. Now, you know, now here's, here's the sign that I really want. Here's a sign that you really need to follow. And then, you know, take this, you know, take a hard right, you know, now before you, you know, keep going on the, on the wrong path. And so I, I'm all too familiar with, with having to get, you know, slapped upside the head <laughs> to, before I, I take action, you know, I don't want to be swallowed by a whale or anything to, to have that happen, but I've been hitting the head plenty of times. 
I think we're all guilty of that, Rick. And I want to, um, since you mentioned the book, I want to go a little bit deeper of the book. And your book that you're referring to is The 12 Hours of Heaven, right? Yes. So talk about the writing journey and the process, what led to that, because I want the listeners and the viewers to really know how did Rick get to that point where he felt like the book was birthed inside of you, but you just needed to push, push it out to the nation. Yeah. And, and I didn't, so the story for my book came 20 years ago when I was in a major car accident with my family and we should have been killed or seriously injured and we were completely unharmed. And I, I, I can share that if you like, but, but I'll finish just answering your question about the book. And that's where the story came of, of 12 hours of heaven, but I didn't write it 20 years ago. I was going through a time of reflection after this accident and, and really trying to figure out who I was and, and growing in my family and faith, you know, being a young father and, and, and trying to grow in all those areas. And then last year when pandemic had hit and we get to that period where everybody's isolated, we're all in quarantine, the world shuts down, I have work slow down completely and become anxious and, and feel um, uncomfortable because of the unknown. And that's where I had been hearing these signs, having these signs, right? Like we were just talking about it and having these signs like, hey, for the past couple of years, like, okay, you should write this book. You should write this book. And then finally it was like, okay, now there's no excuse. Like you have all the time in the world to, to devote to writing. So now start writing this book. And I started writing in, um, in early April. And then, you know, God just kept, amplifying his voice in, in inside my head and in my heart that I was I felt and my bio kind of touched upon that that I felt this incredible spiritual connection to God and as if the Holy Spirit was giving me the story and I was just typing and my writing you know went like four or five times what I had been writing in, in a day it started to flourish and and I felt as if he was just giving me the story and for that time that lasted about a month and a half, I was so connected with the Lord, like I had never been connected in my life, that I felt his presence like here with me, like right here in the room. And I had felt that a few other times in, in certain circumstances, but just for, you know, a minute or two or just for short periods. And this was like six weeks where I was just like, he's here with me every day. I'm typing. He's right here. And it was such a incredible experience and so personal and special that like every day I would be I would uh, be drawn to tears as I was writing and I was just so um so emotional through that whole experience it was when you were talking about earlier how you said it, if God were to you know tell us right away like oh this is how you have to do something or tell us you know straight into our ear how to how to do it like we'd be scared you know I, I was almost fearful because it was like wow, this is an entirely new experience that I had never felt before in my life. And, um, and I think to answer your question about the journey, I, I think he was giving me that when I was ready that I didn't, I didn't have that 20 years ago because I wouldn't have been ready. And I probably would have gotten too scared and, you know, ran away like, Oh no, I, I can't do this. And, and, um, but it was, it was the right time. You know, it was God's timing, which is always on time. I love how you said it was God's timing because it was always on time. And I love how you said you were ready then and he knew 
you were ready. Because if you think about God's timing, I'm not sure if y'all study this in your small group yet, but there's the Kronos timing, which is chronological timing. That's the world's timing. And there's Kairos timing, which is God's appointed timing. And we all know that God could just blink his eye, snap his finger, and things could be done just like that. But he doesn't always do things just like that because he wants to get things inside of us so that whenever he does his Kairos timing, it's an alignment to where we are and are we going to move swiftly and steadily to get his mission and work done? Because we all know that the test is what produces the testimony. So if we don't go through the test, we don't go through the trials and the tribulations, can we effectively share the testimony? And it's not just so Rick could get the glory. It's not just so Genesis could get the glory, but it's for God to get the glory because people will see us in the natural, but they're going to like, I wonder how Rick did that. I wonder how Genesis, but then you want them to be like, I know it was nothing but the grace of God because God wants us to be a vessel. And sometimes he uses us to be human vehicles to get his word across to somebody who may have lost their faith, somebody who may have given up on God and someone who just said, you know what, I've done, I've done life like I just can't take it anymore. I don't think this, this God person is real. And they're just lost without no hope. And you may be the only hope somebody sees Rick. So by you riding 12 hours of heaven, and you living your life the way that Christ wants you to live your life, you see how things are going to start to work in and through you and work according to his favor. Yeah, that, that's, uh, I agree 100%, Genesis. And that, that's, that's a prayer that I pray every day is that, you know, he'll transform me into the person that he wanted me to be that he envisioned at the beginning of time, and that I will do his will and, and continue to work on, do his work, and that I'll no, I'll have the discernment to know what what he wants me to do and and continue on the path that he wants me to be on. And it, it is a good, it is a fantastic feeling when you feel that you're on that path, when you're like, okay, now I feel like I'm, I'm on the right path. Like I'm not, I'm not like way off over there. Like I feel like, oh, hey, I'm walking where I should. And it, it's, it's so comforting and peaceful that you're like, okay, I, I, I don't need to have it's almost like you're, if you were to equate it to, you know, a, a road on, on the ground, if you're on this road and it's a road that you feel so comfortable with, you've driven on it a hundred times, you don't need signs to point you, oh, this way, or, oh, you're 10 miles more or a hundred miles away. You're like, no, I, I know where I'm going. I'm, I'm on, I'm going the way I should be. And, and that's how I've been feeling since last year is like, okay, I'm on that path. I'm on that road. You know, I'm, I'm not like I've gone on some crazy detour, but I'm, I'm right there where he wants me to be. And, you know, maybe I sometimes I might not move as fast or sometimes I might move too fast, or whatever, but I'm still going in the direction that he wants me to go. in. that's how I feel. Ah, beautiful. It's like so refreshing, like whenever you hear somebody really talk about it, because as you were talking about, it, I hear the passion in your voice. I, I could feel like where you're, where you're coming from, because God is working in and through you. And it's just amazing. And as we begin to wind down, would you like to take 12 hours of heaven and turn it into a movie? Has that seed ever been planted in you? Cause it reminds me of the Kendrick brothers, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yes, absolutely. It's a resounding yes to your question, Genesis. And 
I've been working on that. So I've, I've tried to get in touch with some screenwriters. Um, I had a friend that knows a screenwriter um, in, in California. I'm originally from California. So I, I have lots of friends from there, but from Los Angeles, but I have a friend that got it in the hands of a screenwriter and supposedly they're reading it, but I've, I've been working on that, trying to, um, I, I, when I first had the idea for, for 12 hours of heaven after my accident, I was sitting there in my car, kind of daydreaming one day, staring it up at a little angel pin that my mom had given me to, to put in the car to protect me after that accident. And the story hit me like a movie. It hit me like I had just watched it. Like I, you know, you watch a movie and then you can tell a friend all about it and you have it all clear in your head. And it was all in my head, like I had just watched it. So I've always envisioned it as a movie. And a friend that was one of the first people to read it, she, she on her review that she put on Amazon, it says, this needs to be made into a Hallmark movie. You know, it'd be a great, a great Hallmark movie and things like that. And other people have said the same thing. And so I, I, I've always felt that, that it, it will be um, someday, uh, hopefully sooner than, than later, but, you know, on, again, on God's timing, but that, that it will be, will be made into a movie and that it'll, it'll reach far more people, you know, that way. That is amazing. And I just was just obedient because God put it on my heart because every time I looked over there in your background and I saw 12 hours of heaven, like it just keeps reminding me of the Kendrick brothers. And I don't know if you're familiar with their movies. Like they did the overcomer, the movie, the war room with Priscilla Shire, and they have some amazing movies. And that's all I keep thinking. And then it kind of reminds me of, I don't know if you've seen the movie, God's not dead. Mm-hmm. so God's yeah. not dead one and God's not dead two and every time I just kind of look at the cover it's just something that is just drawing me to like oh I just kind of want to watch the movie because sometimes like you want to watch the movie before you read the book I don't know what you're yeah. saying yeah yeah no I know I know what you're saying I, I know what you're saying yeah yeah so as we wind down Rick um are there any questions that you want to ask me as the host and then I'll turn it back over to you to close us out with giving the listeners and viewers who you are your contact information how they could connect with you on social media and leave them with some gems but I'll put myself in the hot seat (laughs) (laughs) well well good I, I appreciate that Genesis thank you and and I would just say you know first off I'll say that it has been a pleasure speaking with you because you have a, a great understanding of uh, scripture and and you know walking in faith and and being on on that right proper journey so I can definitely appreciate that but I so the question I will have is is that something you've always had or is that something that you've had to grow in over time like I did So I've always had it in me and then I wavered a bit um, back in high school. So over 11 years ago, when I was a victim of bullying, I went through depression and it was the darkest part of my life where I had to learn how to love myself again and how to really appreciate that God saw me as a masterpiece and just build me back up without, you know, any external factors then Fast forwarding, I was also in a horrific um, accident on 290, where my car spun around three times, hit the concrete barricade, and they um, the freeway was shut down. And I remember they told my parents, it's a miracle that she made it out. And luckily, she had a seatbelt because 
um, previously I had a friend who went through a similar accident and his name was Danny and he did not survive. So he died. So all of that came rushing back. So that was another part of my life where I felt like my faith and asking um, if God was real. And then that's when I knew, because if it wasn't for God, he wouldn't have saved me by that horrendous car crash. And luckily he sent somebody who saw the accident where that guy stayed there and be a witness. Cause I was by myself at the time. And it was right after I had graduated high school. So that's the second incident. The third was re- 2020 last year. Um, I lost my dad on November 25th. And then I got laid off from oil and gas in February. So it's like two significant losses back to back, you know, and my dad and I were super close. Then recently my grandmother passed, which was my dad's mom. So it was only nine months and five days from my dad passing. And I'm like, God, like, I know you're real. Like, I don't know why you have me going through that. But all I could think was God brought me through depression He brought me through a car accident. So all I kept saying is, God, I know you're sovereign. I know the blood of Jesus still works. And I just, that's how I kind of build myself back up because I knew at a young age, my parents had already instilled in me spiritual and religious um, values and they were big um, believers. So now it's just my mom. And whenever I feel like I'm going through the slippery slope of life or the roller coaster, I just kind of remember what my parents instilled in me. And then I just opened the word of God, whether it's the Bible app, whether I need to put on some praise and worship music so I can allow God to usher back in and pick me up and put me back on the potter's wheel. Wow. Well, um, thank you for sharing that and answering a question. And you've had an incredible journey as well. And it's interesting that, you know, some of the similar, uh, similar um, incidences that we've had in our lives, you know, between accidents and deaths and my father passed away in, in July of, of 2019 and, you know, and um, my father-in-law last year. And there's, you know, there's all these things that I, I think they all just help to grow your faith. So we've, we've been on similar paths and, and continue to grow in our faith. And, and I know we both will continue. We'll continue that. Thank you. And it's just amazing because you and I just met on pod match and here we are just talking, but you never know who God is going to bring into your life and what reason he's going to bring them in. So I'm just grateful that you came on the platform and you were able to just really share your story and answer questions with me because that's what it's about having these courageous conversations doing life together so we can not only educate inspire and motivate other people because we may be the only version of God that somebody sees because if they don't see how we're living our life then it may not want them to open the bible or it may not lead them to say tell me more about you tell me like what you're going through and you know spark that inquisitiveness you know so rick i want you to close us out by once again letting the viewers know who you are where they could connect with you on social media and leave us with one or two gems so i thank you for for asking that because i do one of the my goals is to try to inspire as many people as possible and and i have huge goals in that regard but in terms of, of where they can find me, the best place is to go to um, isparkchange.com, the letter I, and then sparkchange.com. That's our organization that we I've created to um, spread positive change and empower others to do the same and show them how to elevate their social impact. 
And uh, if they go to Icebark Change on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all platforms, they'll, they'll see inspirational content, motivational content, spiritual content on a daily basis. And we spotlight others that, that do the same. So that's where they can learn more about other people that are changing the world. And then 12 Hours of Heaven, um, if this has inspired them to want to read it, what will someday be a movie, then uh, they can go to Amazon and search 12 Hours of Heaven, um, and they'll find it there on Amazon. And uh, the subtitle is Lessons for a Better World. If you can't see that in the picture, it's really small, but uh, Lessons for a Better World. And hopefully there's something there that they can learn, um, you know, that helps improve their life. Um, like you said, you never know what people will hear you know, or, or see, hear God through, through you. And then uh, in terms of gems, I would just, I would just recommend that uh, people remain open, remain open to hearing God's voice, that they remain open um, to change and open to getting on the path that he wants them to be on. Um, and the way that they can do that is by, by taking action, by not sitting on their hands, you know, don't be, don't be Jonah, don't be the the guy in the, in the, you know, in the boat waiting for people to rescue him, like take some action. And, um, and that's where you can get going on the right path. But uh, that's what worked for me. And, and I know it will work for others. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS with Genesis Amaris Camp. You just heard Rick Ornelas. Make sure you connect with him. All of his contact information will be in the show notes. And until we chat next time, i like to sign out with peace, love, and lots of blessings. Go out and have yourself a wonderful day. Remember that you are a masterpiece. Somebody needs to hear your voice and there is power in sharing your story because you never know whose life it can touch. So don't ever forget why you were created and know that destiny is waiting for you. So take actions today to secure a better future.